Hi, my name is Steve Warren, and I want to welcome you to this podcast. I'm believing today you'll be filled with faith, you'll be energized by hope, and you'll feel loved as this message seeks to transform and empower your life. God bless you as you listen to this. Fairies, I look for fairies, couldn't see them. Hey, we're in our final Sunday of Trash Your Bible. Trash your Bible. So as your armpit went right up, I was like, okay. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's you so... smell great, it's fine. Why don't you take a seat? Yeah, I'll do that. Awesome. <laughs> Relegated to the sofa. Hey, I want to welcome three people up to the stage. Can we put our hands together for Judith Van Til, Johan Tosner, and Come Louis on. Whitting. We're going to do a talk show uh, to close off this series. We figured that there's no way you could spend, uh, you could get everything you want to say about the Bible into three Sundays preaching. So we thought we'll preach on two Sundays and then try and cover a whole lot of random things on the third Sunday uh, to try and make it as complete as possible, uh, which we're going to try and do. It's still not going to be that complete. But if we can at least grasp, uh, help you to grasp a love for, for God's word, grasp a love for the Bible, we know we're going to help you fall in love all over again with Jesus. So um, 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 14, we're going to put up 15, 15, I thought it was 14, I'm wrong. Oh dear. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Uh, correctly handles the word of truth. That's what we're wanting you to do. Why? Because we're to do our best to present ourselves approved to God. When was the last time you heard the words, do your best? It might have been when you were leaving home as a student to go to an exam and your parents said, do your best. They know you'd studied hard. They know you'd put the work into it. And now, there's, now they realize all that you can do is turn up and do your best. Do your best. Exactly. Maybe it was when you had that important project that you've been working on and you were about to seal a deal and you're leaving home and your husband turns to you and says, do your best. Uh, and, and so it, or maybe it was some other scenario where you heard those words, but that's the context of this idea that we should be planting our, our roots deep into his word uh, pulling out of it revelation that correctly interprets it for our lives, we're to do our best. We're to train, yep. prepare, work hard in the Bible. It's not like the icing on the cake of Christian life. It really is the substance of everything that Christianity is about. Why? Because the book itself tells us that Jesus is the Word, become flesh. So as you get to know this better, you get to know him better, you cannot know Jesus truly, fully, and completely without loving his word, right? Is that good? Yeah, because... Did I do my best? The purpose of the reading the Bible is to get to know God better. Exactly. Yeah. We're we on one page. Good. Five days away Excellent. works. <laughs> <laughs> now, what we're going to do, though, to make this uh, fully helpful to you is make it fully interactive. interactive. So I want you to grab your phone if you've got your phone on you. And we're going to interact with you through an online survey. Now, I want you to be honest and um, because it's totally anonymous. So don't feel bad about any answer or don't feel like you need to praise yourself for any answer either. Just, just put it down, make it happen. So get out your phone and go to menti.com 
and put in the code 217948, 217948, and you will have access to this survey. Now, if you don't care how much data you use, go on to 4G. It might be quicker than the free Wi-Fi. Um, otherwise, use the free Wi-Fi access you've got for C3, I think it's C3 free, uh, or C3 free Wi-Fi. Just go on to that, and you can access this survey. Now, we've got three fun questions for you first. Okay, so if you're wondering why are you asking us this, no reason, it's just for fun. We don't need you to know really what Jesus' last words are. This is not a Bible quiz you're going to get a prize for. Uh, just a little clue. It, whoa, there we go. <laughs> Surely I'm with you, always wins. Better update my Facebook status, didn't get a lot of votes. <laughs> Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. What? Surely I'm with you all. You guys are Bible students, I can tell. Okay, let's roll on to the next one. We've got another fun one for you. Who were Jesus' three closest friends? Here we go. Oh, these are the results from the first service too, right? Okay, you're adding your weight in, into Almira's contribution, Saudost Dutch service contribution, if you wondered why that was so instantaneous. Just giving you a clue to the answer. Is it Louis, Judith, and Johan? Jesus' closest friends. 11. Is it Peter, James, Coming and John? Up 12. Abraham, Noah, and David, who are feeling really bad right now, guys. Give them some love, please. Or is it the Jonah brothers or Jonah's brothers? Let's... Uh, <laughs> I think it was Peter, James, and John. Let's give it up for Peter, James, and John. Good, good. We got one more for you. Uh, fun question, fun question. What did Jesus say to his mother when she asked him to solve the wine shortage at a wedding in Cana? Was it, of course, what vintage would you like? I've got a 4 BC Tel Aviv special. Uh, was it, people shouldn't drink wine anyway? No, that wouldn't wash in this church. Uh, get behind me, Satan. People shouldn't drink wine anyway. Jen, that wouldn't work in your group. No. <laughs> the cheese and apple juice group. No, it doesn't work, does it? Get behind me, Satan. No, what, uh, what has this got to do with me? Absolutely. How many of you voted for that one? 131 of you, apparently. Beautiful. Already, are you ready for a few, a few serious ones? As I said, be honest, and then I'm going to throw, uh, we're going to throw a few questions toward our guests. Yep. Let me introduce them for you. Yeah. Um, Johan Tolsmus, some of you know, but many of you won't because he's our location pastor. Uh, you may know him by name. He's our location pastor in Almira. So it's been a few years since he's been with us here. Uh, two and a half, Hello. precisely. I got a new visitor's uh, welcome gift. Did you? Yeah. You got a bottle. That nobody recognized wow. me. So. <laughs> we took ours all around Norway with us. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Anyway, just I'll throw that in. Uh, you, you can take your Amsterdam bottle anywhere you like. Uh, uh, Johan has been in our church for 16 years. And uh, when he preaches, which he does from time to time in our Elmira location... Uh, his favorite method of preaching, actually, is to expound a Bible story. So I knew that on this panel, he would love this because he's uh, a lover of God's Word. 
Judith Van Til is a, has a master's in theology. Yeah. Louis <laughs> moving on really swiftly. That's just intimidated every single one of us. But it does mean we should listen when she speaks. Yeah. At least about the Bible yeah. and motherhood and whiffery and a few other amazing things. Being a good, is that what you call a good wife? The, act, the action of being a wife? I don't know. Wifey. Wifery. <laughs> sounds very, and she's a great it employee. sounds very interesting, wifery. It's like a new subject we could all study. It's like something it's like that smells. Though, right? Anyway, Louie! <laughs> she's also on staff with us, so she is a great employee. Louie Wittink, you'll know, he's the service pastor for this service. And uh, when you've heard him preach, you'll know also if we were to put an, um, a, a title to his gift, I would say he's a great teacher uh, and very good at, um, thank you, Intan, wife of. Love you, babe. <laughs> good whiffery. <laughs> thank you. Uh, so are we ready for the next question before we dive into this? By the way... Uh, we have been doing the Trash Your Bible, Trash Your Bible reading plan. Now, I really don't like reading my Bible on my phone. I do everything to try and get away from my phone. So I use a paper Bible, highly recommend it, Trash Your Bible. I think we were selling them. We've probably run out. Uh, plenty of space to scribble all over it. We still have them. We still. We've got some left. If you want one of these, lots of space to write. They're going at a bargain price of something low and um, really good. Uh, I don't usually carry this out of my house, you can tell why, um, but it's my home Bible. You can write on it, but Trash Your Bible have put together some Bible plans that you can get on Version Bible app. Thank God for Version Bible app that you can have your Bible on the go. So that's probably on many of your phones. This week we're doing our third and final Bible plan tipping into uh, uh, Romans. So on your seat there, you can see a bookmark. Just uh, go onto the QR code there and it'll take you straight to that Bible plan. Okay, next question. Here we go. Let's do this one. How frequently do you read the Bible? Just honest answers, please. How frequently, well, there we go. How frequently do you read your Bible? Most days. Okay. A few times per week. Very rarely. And weekly. So I'm trying to do percentages here. I'm about to give up, but I think 60% of people would read their Bible at least a few times per week. You are good people. Look at that. How often would you read your Bible, Lisby? Um, yeah. Regularly. <laughs> <laughs> Love it when you put me on the spot. Nearly every no, day. I, I, I'd say I read my Bible every day. There may be some days where it's a little bit, you know. I'm skimming it, but I'll read it every day because I need it. And I, was, I said in the first service, if I don't, if I'm not in the Word of God and I'm not letting it touch me, like I'm, I'm not letting it read me, then I, I, you'll tell me. You'll be in the lunchtime going, did you read your Bible today? Because <laughs> I, <do not. laughs> I <can> <laughs> No, you have once. Yeah. But you, you, you know you and you know what shapes you. And if, if I'm not in the Word of God every day... I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not being shaped. I'm not letting it read me and challenge me and encourage me, and I need it every right. day. It's like your daily bread, yeah, totally. your daily food. It Wonderful. Um, so let's, let's throw the... I'm going to do another 
I'm completely lost. Just a minute. You think I know what I'm doing, don't you? There's another question. Thank you, Louis. We've got another question coming up on the board here. When you read the Bible, do you generally follow a Bible plan, read from the beginning to the end, or read randomly? Now, it may be that you do a combination, but just choose the one that is, is more normal for you. For me, I read from the beginning to the end and have done for years. I just start in Genesis, read to Malachi. At the same time, I'm doing Matthew to Revelation. I do Matthew to Revelation about twice as frequently as Genesis to Malachi because it's longer. But that way it means I get through the Bible at least once every year to three years. I don't put a timeline on it uh, because some, there's some days where I get really uh, gripped by a particular passage and it's doing something in me and I need to stay on it for a while. There are other days where I can read a few chapters. Um, but... There are times like this last couple of weeks, following a Bible plan has been fun. I've loved doing the plan with you. It, there's something about unity. Unity is a really powerful thing. It's a language the devil doesn't understand. He only understands division, and, um, whereas the language of heaven is unity. So unity has to have action to it. That is, we pray together, we meet together, we read together, we do life together. Unity isn't a theoretical concept of when I think about you, I have loving thoughts. That's, that's nice. Uh, but unity is active. And so it's been, I found it wonderful just following that plan it's the last, uh, last 14 days or so. Yeah. Uh, so that's a good thing. Uversion has a lot of those on it. Read randomly, that's cool. Uh, whilst I say I read from the beginning to the end, um, I will find that uh, largely, so that's for my devotionals, but for as a preacher, I will read randomly. I'll dive into a theme. I'll dive into a book. Uh, some of you probably do that thing too. So you pick a favorite book of the Bible or a theme you want to study and you dive into it. Wonderful. Let's, uh, let's see what you guys do. Tell us how you read the Bible, Johan. What's your normal pattern? Um, I started this year with a one-year Bible just to give me some. Uh, I wanted to read the Bible uh, on a, once in a for the whole, the whole thing in a row. Um, I've always read parts and all these things. But, uh, mm. So this is a challenge. And also there's some interesting uh, concepts coming. Like if you compare the Old Testament with the New Testament and all these things, it's uh, really nice. Yeah. So, but that's, that's a personal challenge. But um, I prefer to read like a chapter or like maybe like a few chapters and then really dig into something that like a first that's, that jumps out at me and, and, and then I just, mm. just keep it there and just yeah. read on and then I just kind of dig deep and yeah. also maybe look at some references. Um, in my Bible, there's some references like certain words used in different uh, Bible books, for mm. instance, and mm. so you can just dig deep a little bit. Yeah, good. Yeah. Um, that's, okay, we'll move on in a minute, but the, the, that would, I would say is uh, probably a good example for all of us is that we do both that we read it like a novel, so you yeah. get the overall context. Right. But you also read it deep, so you get the stuff that changes you on the inside. You get the revelation. Yeah. I think it's a, yeah. a good to try and combine those two. Judith, tell us how you read the Bible. Pretty much the same, almost, um, as you already summarized. And I think uh, the power is of those two together. So I usually take things that I've read during the week and then like spend uh, half a day or something just chewing on something that has popped up during that week in my daily devotions. Um, and the way I do my daily devotions might be different. Sometimes I might 
like read it from beginning to end, the Bible, or sometimes I've just noticed Yon has brought this pile of books. He's been really good. You know, the chrono- chronological Bible, reading it in chronological order, not necessarily right. in the order that we have our normal Bibles in, just things right. like that to um, read the Bible in different ways. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. Louis? Yeah, it's a bit boring, but <laughs> it's a bit the same. Um, I usually read uh, a couple of chapters a day. Yeah, so a bit, it's a bit a mix of random and from beginning to end. Yeah. And what I usually do personally is that I just keep track of all the different books that I'm reading right. in a year. So I have a journal, a five like a five line journal, so it's very short and concise how I like it. And then in the back for every year I just keep track on all the books of the Bible that I'm reading. Great idea. So um so I know that it, I read I think around two thirds of the whole Bible last year in a mix of reading it from beginning to end and deep dive. And then this year I've just started with two books that um that are not part of the list that I did last year. Great. Yep. That's great. And then one day I might do one chapter and another day I might do five or, or six chapters. Just yeah. really depends. Brilliant. I like that. Keep a note of what you read, especially if you're the random sort. Uh, So you don't keep going over and over the same favorite books. Uh, It will make sure you do go back to some books you've not yet read. Brilliant. Back to you guys. We've got another question for you coming on the screen. And uh, this one is, who is your favorite Bible character? Who is your favorite Bible character? And as you put your results in, they're all going to come up randomly on the screen, plus the ones we've had from the last two services as well. Here we go. David, coming out number one by the looks of it, beating Jesus now. Uh, but Jesus is there in a couple of different languages. Uh, he is. You're right. No, you're right. Let's see the Brazilian language coming uh, we, up, please. Have we got any on, Portuguese? Brazilians. The emojis have increased the, this service. So, we've got two hands up on fire. We've got some fire. So, um, Judith, is that the bush? You've got a master's <laughs> in theology. Can you tell us what the little emoticon with the love hearts, who that is? Who that what is? What character Someone is that? Someone who in the really, Bible? really loves Jesus. So it's basically everyone, you know? Uh, oh, oh, no, that's not entirely true. Jesus. Everyone who loves Jesus. Jesus. I see the prodigal that's son. a really good theological answer. I see the prodigal son is on there as well with the, you know, the partying hat. John <laughs> is the prodigal son. I like the that. The whale from Jonah. Who wrote the whale from Jonah? Favorite. Oh, my son! Oh, excellent! It says, oh, it says, says Steve Vengeance. Warren. Steve Warren is there. The <laughs> ben, you can only write once. Their favorite Bible character. The only Bible that Steve Warren's in is the one I've written in. So you don't steal my Bible. Keep to your own. Okay, so... Um, uh, I'm not doing very well in following where we're at here. Who's the, okay, so what or who do you identify with most and why? I'm going to ask each of you again, just a quick answer. Who and why do you identify with most? Judith, first, tell us. So uh, I did a study on Barnabas a while back, and then I realized, hey, I'm quite a lot like Barnabas. He's a guy who, um, if you do a study on him, he believes um, in the best in people. Yeah. When Paul... Um, nobody, everybody hated Paul because he was pursuing the Christians, but he said, no, this is a good guy. He's come to faith. We should believe in him. He gave away money. There's, I mean, there's, you should do a study on Barnabas, but how it relates to me is maybe interesting <laughs> is that, um, I always try to see the positive 
thing in people, in situations, in circumstances. And sometimes that's good because then there's a pull in my life that's produced from that. And sometimes it means that uh, I think I have more time than I actually do. So, Great. And maybe Barnabas struggle with that as well. Yeah, I would yeah, yeah. presume. Yeah. Brilliant. Love that. Barnabas. Johan. <laughs> um, I think my favorite character is... Um, Johannes, Johannes yeah. right? It should be, it should be Johannes. Yeah. Um, uh, he's getting beheaded, so. Um, the, no, I think Peter, the Apostle Peter. So I think the, and also Peter Jacobs. But Peter, the Apostle, is, um, yeah, I think it's a great example of someone who uh, has been called out of something like an ordinary, was, I think he was like a fisherman, and he was, has been called out of, of, out of normal life. He's doing extraordinary things. He walks with Jesus. And still, at the end, or not the end, but, you know, when Jesus dies, he betrays him. And he, he's full of guilt. And Jesus comes back to him. And I think that's the whole story. I think that's yeah. just, for me, it's how Jesus works for me, I think. Right. You know, I've, I've been raised as a Christian. But, you know, you, sometimes you, you betray Jesus in the sense, you know, you... you you say you don't know him. If people ask you, you say, I don't know. I've actually uh, had that. And people say, hey, are you a Christian? I said, no, no, no. So it's like, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, that's how life goes. Right. So I think it's, uh, for right. me, it's recognizable. That, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you both said the same thing. When you pick a Bible character, you, they become an, a, an aspiration to you on one hand, but also you an identification because the Bible is very clear, not just about their heroic acts of faith, but their vulnerabilities. And I think we all identify with those two aspects. We all love the heroic acts of faith because deep inside of us we know we're called to do the same. But at the same time, we know our human vulnerability and we need to be able to identify with someone who's got that vulnerability. Louis, tell us about your character. Uh, yeah, no one said Jesus, which is... Uh, so I, that's we the right answer, Jesus. right? So that's I, uh, a given. Yeah, yeah, I don't... Yeah, I, I aspire... To Jesus, obviously, I think we all do. I, I identify with a lot of Bible characters because um, there are so many different Bible characters that have that make mistakes that I identify with, mm -hmm. right? Or or have pitfalls in their character that I identify with. So I think a broad spectrum. If I have to choose one, it's it's Abraham because he has a calling on his life, but he doubts a lot. He and he takes matters into his own hands. And I think I do I do the same. I like being the master of my own destiny. I like making my own decisions, and I like taking matters into my own hands. So I think I, I have that same pitfall as Abraham has. Right. Yeah. right. Anybody feel the same? Yeah. Yeah. Feel like an Abraham? Okay. It's not because you're old. <laughs> what did you say? It's not because you're old? No, no, no. no I've never understood the Abraham thing, I've got to say. Uh, the 50 and Abraham, I'm now 50. And, uh, and you've seen him, right? I told my family, don't you ever put an Abraham outside of my house. Please, I will shoot the thing. Now we know what to do. He always looked so old in those, those inflatable... He was old. <laughs> Not at 50. He had children. He was nearly 100. Yeah. <laughs> he was a fresh young chicken. Anyway, we're straying off topic. Lisby. Well, yeah, my name is Abraham too, for kind of similar reasons, and I agree with Louis. You know, at certain even seasons in your life, you can identify. I could have identified with Hannah when I was struggling for children, you know. So you find yourself in different seasons going, I see myself in that person. 
I think for Abraham, for, for two reasons. One, because he left his country and had to leave so much behind and didn't know what the plan was, um, which was, has been a bit about my life. But also, as Louis said, you know, I can run ahead of myself and run ahead of God and try and uh, take things into my own hands like Abraham did. But Abraham worked with seeds all the time. He never saw the whole picture. And I feel like my life, I'm never seeing the whole picture all at once. I'm sowing into you, I'm sowing into things, the future, and I might not see it all come to pass. Um, and so that sense that he stood, he stood the faith anyway, and when I won't, I'm not going to see it all in my lifetime. Um, I, I take comfort for that, I really do, that mm. we're not meant to. Mm. We just do with what we've got in our hands now, and we trust. Love that. I could preach on that one, you better you could. carry on. It's <laughs> awesome. That's the purpose yeah. of today. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. What about you? I would say, um, I would say Paul. Uh, I, I think, um, who, who, who uh, someone said, talked about seasons. Was it you just then? Yeah. In a sense, you identify with different characters in the Bible at different seasons yeah. of your life. So it's true. This, I wouldn't have always said this, but I see Paul as a strategist. I see him as someone hard to hold back. Um, uh, he is a church builder. Um, but I also see that he, there were some things he clearly struggled with, and that was maintaining his balance between grace mm, yeah. and hard work. And that would be something I've had to struggle with. So I take great comfort when he talks about it's by grace that we're saved through faith, according to works. So it, it, it's not works, faith, grace. It's grace, faith, works. There's definitely a purpose. It's not that you're not meant to work. It's not that you're not called to a purpose. You are. Uh, so you can't write that off. Yeah. You've got to hold it all in balance. And that's the that's wonderful great. thing about yeah. the Bible. It helps you take a complex life and, and, and simplify it into Christ, which means you can understand grace and works all at the same time, but you've got to get it in the right order. So, so I, understand, I understand my life better through the eyes of yeah. Paul. Yeah. yeah. And what you're saying about so themes are really important, the, the, the theme of faith, the, the theme of grace... So if you're reading the Bible, you'll sense certain themes through it. So, so let's ask that question, starting with you, Louis. What, what, themes, uh, what themes jump out, of you, out at you the most as you're reading the Word of God? I think, I think um, two things. Uh, one is wisdom, and connected mm. to that, the other is, is the relevance of the Bible for today, for today's society. Mm. I think what we think as a society is that we've progressed a lot is that we're further and we're better than past societies. Um, and I, I think we, we're dealing with the same issues we've always been dealing with. Um, yep. If I read through the Old Testament or New mm -hmm. Testament, um, it's always a matter of... Like, the, the people of Israel struggled a lot with um, making God the highest priority, yeah, for example. So they fell into Id idolatry. They fell into you know, like mm -hmm. selfishness. And, uh, and I think we, we still have the same issues today. Um, so I think when I read the Bible, what jumps out of, out of me is, is the relevance and, and the fact that God does really have all the answers. Yes. He does have answers for the problems in today's society because mm -hmm. if you look at the root of the issue, like that's, our hearts aren't different from the hearts of the people in Israel or, yeah. or the disciples. Yeah. Uh, We've got to acknowledge that we're dealing with the same root of the yes. issue yeah. uh, as humanity has always been. Um, so, so I think the relevance of the Bible for today's society and, and for our life, yeah. um, I think is tremendous. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. And that whole theme of identity 
and yeah. the Bible tells you who you are, and that is a that that has never changed since no. the beginning of your time. Who do I think I am? Yeah. How do I find out? I got to find out for my Creator. So yeah, definitely. Great, great I think, Louis. Yeah. Yep. Relevancy. Yeah. What about you, Judith? Um, I think for me, it depends what season I'm in. What uh, you know, the Bible speaks to you in in the season that you're in. We talked about seasons just mm-hmm. before, um, and then also the red theme that is throughout my life for example I see God's faithfulness continually and sometimes I also think it speaks to us about a call that God has put on you so Mm, you know I feel strongly towards injustice so I can see that jumping out through scripture and that could be different for everybody Um, but what I really love about scripture is also the vulnerability that we can read throughout it like we just discussed the biblical characters that um, have strengths and have vulnerabilities um, yeah. And those vulnerabilities actually is the story is a story about Jesus from beginning to end. And what he's done for us ultimately is die on the cross for our brokenness. And so we can come to the word mm. and see that there and realize that we're broken and we can come with our brokenness and receive um, redemption. So it's, that's a beautiful yeah. thread through yeah. the Bible. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. yeah, That's brilliant. I love that. Uh, wherever you, whenever you read the Bible, it's really good for you to try and identify Christ in there. Yeah. Even Leviticus. Even Leviticus. Yeah. There, are, there are patterns and examples and foretelling and in the Bible of Christ even before he came. You're to develop a relationship yeah. with him, with the Bible. As I said earlier, the Bible is Jesus in flesh. Jesus is the flesh of the Bible. Uh, so as you're reading the Bible, you should get That's to know great. him. That's wonderful. Hey, okay, back over to you. Um, back on your phone uh, just for a minute. The next question is, where do you go for help to understand the Bible? Where do you go for help to understand the Bible? Now, again, it might be a mixture of these things. It may not be any one thing, but try and just uh, click on the thing that is most common to you. There's the Internet. There are books. If you're going to read... Uh, a physical book uh, of commentary on the Bible, then I would recommend Tom Wright, otherwise sometimes known as N.T. Wright. He is uh, a theologian that's still alive. That's a plus. So his his style of writing is up to date, which isn't true of all theologians. Um, He uh, writes for uh, in everyday language without lacking the depth of theological insight. So highly recommend N.T. Wright. That's a bi- okay, that's a Bible study of one of his books. He's written yeah. 80, 83 books. 83. You know? 83 books. That's what you call a prolific one writer. one every year. <laughs> so, so there's enough uh, material Amazing. from him. A combination of these. Awesome. So what we're going to do, we're going to flash on the screen right now some helpful uh, uh, places you can go to because I realize for many people the Internet is the first place you're going to go to for research, which is extremely helpful. I recommend you do it, but you've got to do it with caution because there's so much on there that's also not helpful, that's incorrect, that is bad theology. Um, Just because it's on the net doesn't mean it's true. On the other hand, there's a lot of great resource right at your fingertips. And so here's some, some of those that we have all accessed, that we trust and we like, so that's why we're recommending it. You can just take your picture and click away on that and, uh, and go onto it in your own time. Um, the top one, trashyourbible.com, we've been recommending. It has on their Bible plans. It has on their summaries of each book of the Bible to help you understand its themes. The bottom one, it, the Bible Project, 
has a lot of videos made of Bible themes and Bible books. If you like things in video format to dive deeper. And the other four are a mixture of um, uh, commentaries and other Bible tool insights. So if you like to read from other theologians or understand the Greek of a particular word, try one of those four sites and that will help you. Okay, next one. Next quiz question. We're going to put that one up. What one word sums up what you get out of the Bible? So if you could sum up in one word, what is the main impact the Bible has on you? What is the one thing it does for you? This is extremely hard. I hate it when people ask me the one word answer questions. Impossible. <clears throat> but I'm going to ask you to try and summarize in one word what, what uh, you get out of the Bible. Here we go. Wonderful. Love. Wisdom. Faith, hope, strength, knowledge. Yeah. The, the vo voice of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> voice of the Holy Spirit, that's true. Beautiful. Lean in as you read. Be sensitive as you read to listen to what God might be saying to you. Yeah. Yeah, next one. So, so um, um, question for, I'm going to ask you, Louis. What caused you, to, what caused you to, to fall in love with the Bible? So it actually became something that you are, wasn't an acquaintance, became yeah. something you're having a daily relationship with? That's a very, very good question because it, it's um, what makes you fall in love with a, a book or, yeah. uh, or a collection of books. I think for me it, it wasn't love on first sight. <laughs> I think it took a lot of time to develop like a, a, an appreciation and, a, and like an appreciation, let alone love for the Bible. Yeah. I think for me, it's, it's been um, really reading it. Keep on, keep on reading it. I do a, a, a mixture of, of praying and reading. So it's not like a division. Now I'm reading, now I'm praying, but it's, um, it's, right. it's actually one thing that I do on the morning. And, um, and I think what's really important for me is to, the more I understand it, the more I appreciate it. Uh, and, and when I appreciate it, I start to love it. And, and the more I love it, the more I want to read it. So it's, yes. it's a cycle Beautiful. that I got into. And I think what stops our cycle uh, often is that we don't understand it. Mm. So we don't understand the Bible, which is frustrating, or we don't agree with something that's written, um, uh, which is frustrating as well. And that stops us from reading. And if we stop reading, we stop appreciating it, and we never get to a point where we love it. So we, we got to find a solution to... Uh, overcome our obstacle of either not understanding it or not agreeing to some something and we got to be proactive with that so talk to someone do some research so dig yeah. into it um, yeah. but mostly i think talking to someone really helps yeah, going to it a does. group yeah. going to mm -hmm. a group asking your questions digging in together yeah. i th i think really can solve a lot and 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 really like like conjure that love and appreciation for the Bible. And hanging with people that love it, who've yeah. known it a long time. So Absolutely. when I was growing up, yeah. hanging with people who, who I knew loved the Word of God, and when they talked about it, I was, I was oh my goodness, I want that. I want that. I was jealous. I want that feeling. And so we, that's where we inspire each other. De definitely. I, I don't, right through the ages, the Bible was never meant to be read alone. No. So, so true. Uh, e e even, in, um, e even in the Gospels, you read about Jesus being in the synagogue it, the bible will be read publicly together yeah. uh, and sometimes the reading of the scriptures would be in itself the message yeah. and so That's it was true. never meant to be 
your bio, the reading of the Bible is never meant to be an alone thing. So I think you're right, Louis, getting into a group, even just over dinner, um, have those Bible conversations that, because somebody else might help bring alive so true. Um, something to you that, that was not alive to you. So I think in that talking, yeah. you get to love it. That's great. I, for me, I've, I've, what helped me fall in love with it, after probably years, I've got to say, of just reading it methodically and mm. just purely out of discipline, what finally caused me to fall in love with it was understanding that it, it, it could shape me. I think I've said this already before this afternoon, that um, for me, it's the, in a sense that the love affair has come by me loving Jesus and realizing that when I read the Bible... Yes. Uh, light starts to shine on my own soul. I know it's a cliche, but rather than reading the Bible, I let it read me. Um, If I'm really honest with you, I'm probably highly aware of my vulnerabilities, always have been, which is both a flaw and a strength. It's a flaw in that if I veer too far that way, it undoes me. But if if correctly managed, I think knowing your own vulnerabilities is a great gift. Um, So because I'm very aware of my own vulnerabilities, I have... I have uh, uh, grown a, a utter dependency on the Bible because I found it to be one of the very few things that holds me together, uh, heals me and strengthens me and enables me to do what I do. Uh, so it wouldn't be an exaggeration to say it's my, it's my life source every day. Mm-hmm. But as Louis said, it didn't start out that way. It became a gradual unfolding and discovering, wow, this thing mm-hmm. is changing me on the inside as I let it. So the, um, the romance began. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, Judith, tell us how the Bible speaks to you. How does it speak to you? I think the Bible speaks to me. We've already talked about biblical characters and the stories and, you know, the Bible being a story of stories. And, but I can identify myself in those stories because the Bible is not just about Peter or Paul or, you know, whoever. It's actually the story of the people of Israel. And through what Jesus has done for us, we're now part of that story. So I'm now part of that story. So whatever I read, I can actually apply to myself. Um, and I think that's the, that's the beauty of it. Um, and also I think it's, it's very powerful to read the Bible openly to, to, with an open mind. You know, I think the Bible can be very different to our world. Right. We have a certain worldview. The Bible has a totally different worldview. Not just um, in the things that we need encouragement in. For example, you know, in our vulnerabilities, we read that he's our strength or whatever things we need encouragement is totally different to what we're thinking at that point in time. But also things that we, you know, it might need a little hit, hit over the head where the Word of God tells us to fix stuff in our world. And I think that's always constantly try to come to the Word of God as blank as possible to let it really speak to me, to let it read me and so that I can um, be blessed by it. That's awesome. Well, to understand the context of it, you mentioned that. What helps you most to do that? Is there a resource you go to? Um, to understand the context of the Bible. Mm. I think uh, we mentioned some of the resources that are uh, on the screen. Um, also, I think sometimes we, obser- we don't observe enough. Yeah. Mm. So uh, whenever I read scripture, when I read something, I don't understand it. I actually just go back to basic um, you know, comprehension, reading comprehension. <laughs> And just read it again and again and again and right. again to, to try and really understand what is this saying and, you know, go back to, the, to high school and all the reading comprehension skills that you can have or marking things or 
um, before I actually access these tools? Because sometimes the answer is already in the scripture itself. Yeah. You, it's asking the right questions, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's, ask, like, it's like a journalist asking yeah. questions. Yeah. Who, what, where, That's when, right. how. You know, yeah. Sherlock, I love Sherlock Holmes on this. You know, he, he's... He's totally he's, observing he's a everything. Of questions. Yeah, exactly. I think sometimes we also make it. It is very spiritual, right? So we, we need to invite the Holy Spirit to speak through us mm. when we read mm. the Bible, and and we need to make it a, a moment Absolutely. where we connect with God. But sometimes we we can be really overly spiritual, and we don't understand something, and we just look to heaven and say, "Oh, please reveal the answer to me," mm. whilst we can actually. A lot of the answers are in context. Yeah. They're in the Bible. So it's, it's also a lot of reading context. Keep on reading. Yeah. Read the That's context. Great. Read chapters. Yeah. Read books. And, and then often the answers uh, come by That's context. Great. By yeah. study. That's true. That's true. Johan, tell us how it speaks to you. Mm. Yeah, I, th I think if, if I read the Bible, it always challenges me in, in different areas. But also it also brings me back to a certain, I think in general, a certain love for Christ. Uh, I think if you read, the, especially the New Testament, obviously, uh, I've got a, a translation where it's the words of Jesus are in red. <laughs> so, and uh, I think years ago I heard a, a message about, uh, I think it was Pastor Jeff Gretry who said, always go back to the red or, or go back to what Jesus said. And I think if you, if you imagine that Jesus said certain stuff in certain uh, yeah, in certain environments, on certain challenges, on certain things, then it's always, you know, it, it can't just be a story, you know. If Jesus has said it, it's it's a life, you know. It's these these are the, this is the same person who created the world with his speaking. So if he speaks stuff, then it must be something deeper than than just the words. So I just we did in our group um, a few weeks ago. We did a. I said, okay, just name a New Testament book. So someone said, I think Mark. I said, okay, name a chapter, uh, seven, first, okay. That, and then we just started reading it, and then everybody shared what they got out of it. Right. But there's, there's, so there's always the story you can just read on, but there's so many layers under it. Yeah. Yeah. And on those layers, and if you start, right. you know, reading and digging in it, you know, and, so and especially when you ask the Holy Spirit to show you stuff, uh, also, maybe read some like historical backgrounds to it. it just it's a life. It's like uh, you know, it's something coming alive in, into you. And that's and that's also what Louis said. If sometimes you read stuff, you just don't understand. And I just read it, and I'm like, okay, and just go on do my day. And then maybe in the evening, you know, I just said this scripture, this this one word or this this one thought, it just jumps out at me again. Right. It's like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, that's that's what I can take from it. That's brilliant. Well done. That's, that's awesome. Maybe there's a challenge there for every group sitting here this week. Just uh, pick a verse at random and uh, have a discussion on it. But use some of these tools as well whilst you're sitting in the group. Go to that commentary. Get some background. Read the context around that verse. Then also pray. Ask the Holy Spirit also to illuminate something. Use all those methods. Try it in the group. It's a great safe place to experiment with digging in to Scripture. Fantastic. Can we give our guests a hand? That was really helpful. Thanks, guys. I'm just going to round up in these last few minutes before we close the service with worship. Um, but I don't want to do it without giving us an opportunity to respond to what we've heard. And if I'm really honest with you, when I'm talking to pastors and leaders, uh, the most common area 
of disappointment that I find they express is in the area of their prayer and Bible reading. Uh, and so if you're here today and you're saying, well, look, I really struggle with this area. I struggle with being consistent in reading the Bible, being consistent in getting something out of it. You're in really good company um, or really bad company, but you're in company. <laughs> it's not uncommon. But it's an important area for us to need to go, I want to change. I want to address it. And, and when I'm talking to leaders about it, one of the reinsure, one of reinsure, reassuring parts of that is the heart I hear is, I, I, I want to be a person of the word. I, I want to be a prayer. I, I want to be committed to it. Uh, and so today, if you know that you need to shift your world toward a Bible focus, if you're going, it hasn't really been the center stage of my life, uh, I want you to do that today. I want you to say, look, I want to put the Bible at the center of my life. Let me explain why it's so important. In the Gospel of John, John says this. He says, he spends the first chapter talking about Jesus. And he says, Jesus is the Word that became flesh. So that is the Bible all comes together in the person of Christ. That is, to know Jesus, you need to know the Word. And in knowing Jesus, you get to know the Bible better. The two go hand in hand. And if we, if we haven't made the Bible centric to our world, we haven't really fully been able to understand how we make Jesus center of our world. The two go hand in hand. And so if you Thank you for listening today. I want to take a few more moments of your time because it may be today you realize that you need to get your relationship right with Jesus Christ. Maybe you've never asked him into your life before. Or maybe for some reason you've been, you've been moving away from him. And today I want to invite you to come back to him. Or it may be that you're just not sure you're going to heaven. And so I want to lead you in a prayer right now, and I would really love for you to say this prayer with me. And then, straight after this prayer, I would love you to do something for me. But hey, let's pray right now. Dear God, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that he died for me. I ask that you would forgive me. I turn away from my past, and I give you my life. Come and live in me. I thank you that today I am saved. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you prayed that prayer, today the Holy Spirit has done something in your life. And so I want you to tell us about it. I want you to email info at c3amsterdam.nl and let us know you've made this decision and let us have your address because I'd love to send you a book that will help you make this decision really strong and become a follower of Jesus. And we'll also be able to help you get planted in a church near you. God bless you.